0: You're listening to the Victory Church Podcast. Here at Victory, we are called to equip a caring, committed community of worshipers to reach their world for Jesus. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. We're continuing our series on miracles. And I know God wants to do miracles. He wants to do miracles through people. He uses people. But the question that we want to look at today is, who does God choose? I once read the biography of an evangelist who was well known for miracles. And I thought maybe I'll learn a few secrets as to how to get myself in a position where God can Use me for more miracles. So uh, as I was reading this he was telling the story of when he was a young man he had a job working with special needs children. And he talked about not only his work but his days off. Do you know what this miracle working evangelist did on his days off? He spent his days off With the special needs children, just loving them. And I thought, oh my goodness, you know, I might love everybody, but I've never done anything like that. And so it leaves me with a question Will God choose me? I'm certainly not of that same temperament, that same character. So will God choose me? Will He work through me? The truth is, sometimes a great example of someone who is mightily used of God is not encouraging at all. It's a little bit discouraging. It's that way with some preachers. You know, I can see great preaching and a lot of the time, most of the time, I can think I can really learn from that. I I, I can learn from the way they approach their message, approach scripture or share a story or maybe the way that they encourage the people who are listening to them. I, I can learn a lot from a lot of great preachers but every once in a while I watch a sermon or hear a sermon by a really great preacher and instead of being encouraged in my preaching I'm anything but. It's as though they are so much better than I am at such a higher level. They don't encourage me to get better. They just like, oh they're they're way beyond me. I couldn't even hope to approach their level of preaching. Now I just want to say this I'm not fishing for any compliments. Nobody needs to say anything about my level of preaching, good or bad. I'm very comfortable with God's calling my life to be a preacher and I am always trying to grow but I'm comfortable with where I am right now and believe that God's using me. But just to say there are some people whose example in terms of being used by God is so great that it doesn't encourage us. And of course the stories we read in the Bible about who God chooses through whom God does miracles can often be very encouraging but they might fall into that category where we just think of these people as so much greater than we are so higher than we are in terms of their walk with God and the things that God accomplishes through them that we think it's just impossible can't do it. Speaking of preachers through whom God does great things to change the world, I mean, we're celebrating Martin Luther King Day. I mean, that's a preacher who really transformed society in so many ways. So, is that an example? But back to scripture. I think somebody like Elijah is one of the greatest examples that we can find. I mean, he is a man through whom God does miracles. And we see Elijah just burst onto the scene in 1 Kings chapter 17. He just comes on and right out of the starting gate, this man is working miracles. And so if we want to say that God chooses a man like Elijah, maybe that'll give us a few pointers as to what kind of person God really does choose and give us some, uh, maybe perhaps some encouragement. Or maybe, maybe if you're like me sometimes with those really, really great preachers, it might think, oh, that couldn't be me. I couldn't do that. But in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, we see Elijah come into the picture. It says, Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe and Gilead said to Ahab, that's the king, as the Lord the God of Israel lives whom I serve there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. Elijah was bold wasn't he? and yet He just comes, he just comes on the scene and this is what he says, we don't get any uh, behind the scenes story, you know, not like Samuel, we know about Samuel, we know about how his mom prayed and how he was presented in the temple, how God spoke to him and called him, we don't have any of those things that would give us any indication of why God chose Elijah, but yet God chose him. Now most of the miracles that Elijah does perform are performed in his role in opposition to idolatry. He was opposed to the worship of Baal. He was opposed to the king and queen, Ahab and Jezebel, who were promoting the worship of this false god among the people of Israel, among God's people. And so most of the miracles that Elijah performed were in that service to come against idolatry. And so the first thing we see is that Mo- that Elijah calls for a drought, and that drought, as he said, doesn't happen, uh, it doesn't end except at his word. It lasts for three and a half years. Hmm. Somebody who uh, can just speak or pray, and drought happens. Speak or pray again, and drought ends. That's the kind of man God chooses, isn't it? And while the drought was taking place, and People were suffering and perhaps the king was a little bit angry because king knew it was because of Elijah's word. Elijah hid out. The Bible tells us that he hid, hid out at Careth Ravine Careth Brook and that there he had water to drink and the ravens brought him bread and meat twice a day and that's an indication of God's provision for we don't know how long, but quite some time. I mean, this is a man who relied on God for God's provision. That's the kind of man God chooses. Now, after a while, the brook dried up. What does Elijah do? God speaks to him and says, I have prepared a widow to take care of you. And he has to go all the way to pretty much a pagan territory, Zarephath, where he sees a widow. He asks the widow to provide for him to make him a little cake and she's like i I don't have anything left i've got a little bit of meal and a little bit of oil i'm going to make a cake my son and i are going to eat it and then we're going to die and elijah says hey take care of me first and because the widow did what elijah told her to do she had meal and oil for the rest of the drought it miraculous miraculously continued to replenish itself and elijah stayed with her and he was very well taken care of i mean that's a powerful man of god that's the kind of man that god chooses god provided now while he was with this widow the young man dies And of course the widow blames Elijah. She thinks that Elijah has reminded God of her sins and that's why her son died. But Elijah raises this young man back to life and is able to present her again, him again, to his mother. That's the kind of person God chooses, isn't it? Now uh, Ahab the king had been looking for Elijah. He wanted to punish him. He wanted to take care of Elijah. And all of a sudden, Elijah presents himself to one of the king's servants, Obadiah. And he says, hey, go tell your master Ahab that I'm here. And Obadiah says, hey, what do you want to do? Get me killed? I know what's going to happen. As soon as I go tell Ahab that you're here, the Spirit of God is going to take you somewhere else and Ahab's not going to find you and then he's going to kill me man, I guess Elijah had some reputation, didn't he? The kind of man that the spirit could just pick up and move somewhere else? Certainly that's the kind of person God would choose, right? God chooses that kind of person. Toward the end of that three and a half years, Elijah decides it's time for a showdown. It's time to confront this false worship, the worship of Baal and the worship of Asherah and He calls together a meeting, a showdown of the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah. And he said, whichever God answers by fire, let him be God. He's God, whether it be Baal or Asherah or whether it be the Lord, Yahweh, Jehovah. And so they gathered together on Mount Carmel. I remember in November of 2019 with a Victory Church group, we were there on that mountaintop, and that was one of the most memorable moments of that trip for me because all of a sudden I just had this picture of God answering by fire right there where we were. This is real history. This is real stuff. The story is that the prophets of Baal and of Asherah took their sacrifice, put it on the pile of wood, And then began to chant and pray and cry out and cut themselves and do all kinds of things to get the attention of their gods with a little G. And of course, no fire came. Elijah taunted them, even going so far as to say, hey, your God must be in the bathroom or something. Really, Uh, that's what Elijah meant when he was taunting them. And uh, nothing happened. And then it was Elijah's turn. And Elijah said, hey it's not just enough to put the sacrifice of the bull on the pile of wood, let's make it even more difficult. And during this time of drought, and I think that's kind of interesting he has the servants pour water on the sacrifice, they pour water on the bull, water on the wood, the water is poured to such a degree that the trench that they dug around the sacrifice was filled with water and then he just prays a prayer. And boom! Fire falls from heaven and burns up not only the bull, but burns up the wood, burns up the stone altar that Elijah had made there, burns up the dirt, and the Bible says it licked up the water that was in the trench. I mean a guy who has that kind of confidence and and prays down fire from heaven like that, that's certainly the kind of man the kind of person God chooses for a miracle. After the fire came down, Elijah says to Ahab, "Whatever religious feast you had planned on, whatever kind of of, of feast that you had planned to take place at this time, you better get on with it, because I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I hear the sound of a heavy rain." And uh, so they began the feast, and Elijah tells his assistant to go check, to go look out toward the west toward the Mediterranean Sea and to see if the clouds were coming and uh, the young man goes and looks and seven times he looks and there's nothing there but on that seventh time he says to Elijah I see a cloud, it's just little in the distance the size of a man's hand and uh, Elijah says get ready the rain is about to come and uh, it's soon raining Ahab is on his way all the way back, the 17 miles from Mount Carmel to Jezreel, which is where he lived. And you know what Elijah does? He gets strengthened by the power of God, and in the power of God, he runs, runs ahead of the horses. I mean, that kind of guy that is able to have that kind of supernatural power, I would say he's certainly representative of the person who God chooses for miracles, Now, Jezebel was not very happy that her prophets had been killed. And uh, she uh, had threatened Elijah. And Elijah runs for his life. And he's out sleeping in the wilderness. And he's awakened by an angel who feeds him. He eats. He goes back to sleep. The angel feeds him again. And on the strength of those two supernatural meals... Elijah goes 40 days in the wilderness to Mount Horeb. I'm telling you, that's the kind of person God chooses. It's full of the supernatural. While he's there in the wilderness, God shows up. Now, first of all, there is the wind, and then there's an earthquake, and then there's a storm, and the Bible says God wasn't in any of those. But then there was the quiet whisper the still small voice, and God was in that. God showed up for Elijah. That's the kind of person God chooses for miracles miracle, somebody who can hear the voice of God. And then we move on in the story, move into 2 Kings. And by this point, uh, Elijah's prophecies against Ahab have come true. Ahab is no more. Ahab's son is on the throne. Ahaziah. And his son is as wicked as his dad. His son has a fall, gets hurt. He's afraid he's going to die. And instead of inquiring of the prophet of the Lord, he sends to uh, the, the prophets of the false God, of an idol, and asks, am I going to recover? Elijah knows this. By the Spirit of God he knows that Ahaziah has sent to the false god and he meets Ahaziah's messengers and said hey your king has just sent you to the wrong person and I'm here to tell you that he's not going to recover. They go back to the king with that message. The king gets mad. He decides he's going to arrest Elijah sends a captain along with 50 soldiers to arrest Elijah. Elijah says hey if uh, you think your king's not going to die then fire's going to fall from heaven and take your lives. And all 50 of those soldiers died. And Heziah sends a second group of 50. They all die in the same way by fire. And then a third captain is sent along with his 50. And uh, he has enough sense to be humble and uh, ask Elijah politely to go with him. Man, Elijah is a man of God, isn't he? Powerful, amazing. That's the kind of person God chooses. Elijah was one of only two people who never died. This is amazing. He never died. And uh, Elisha, his assistant, is following him as the Lord prepares to take Elijah, Elijah into heaven And on the way, Elijah takes his mantle, his cloak and strikes the Jordan River and the Jordan parts and the two cross on on dry ground. And then when they get to the other side, Elisha looks up and sees the chariots of God and the horses of God chariots and horses of fire. Elijah's caught up and he goes to heaven. Man, that's the kind of person God chooses, isn't it? Obviously. And God's not through with Elijah yet. Malachi The last prophetic book in the Old Testament prophesies that Elijah will be the forerunner of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And of course he's also the forerunner of Jesus. John the Baptist is said to be the one who comes in the spirit of Elijah as the one who makes the way for the Messiah, Jesus And then Elijah is one of two people who appear with Jesus on the mountain of transfiguration. When Jesus was transfigured and showed his glory to three of his disciples, not only was Jesus there, but Moses and Elijah. Elijah was a great figure. He's certainly the kind of person God chooses. Hmm. Are you encouraged? Do you think maybe you're the kind of person God chooses? Well, uh, Maybe, maybe Elijah is such a powerful example that it's easy to say, hey he's so far above me I can't even think about being the kind of person God chooses. I, I do wish that there were a little bit more about Elijah in First and Second Kings a little bit of, more about his background and some of his practices some of his attitudes and habits. Uh, toward the end of his life he display some some characteristics that aren't quite as positive but you know there's not really that much to show us anything that could serve as an example for us in terms of shaping our lives to be more like Elijah who is certainly the kind of person God chooses. In fact we have to go to the New Testament before we find out some specifics as to what it is about Elijah And God's choice of Elijah. James chapter 5, verses 17 and 18 say this Elijah was a man just like us. That's the 1984 edition of the NIV. The later edition changes that a little bit, but I love this particular edition. Elijah was a man. Just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crop. God chose Elijah. Elijah was the kind of person God chooses. And James says Elijah was a man just like us. God chooses a man like Elijah. We've established that. God chooses a man like us. James establishes that. We can take it a little bit farther. God chooses us. God chooses you. You're the kind of person that God wants to work a miracle through. You are the kind of person God chooses You don't have to be special. Sometimes people think God works through pastors because pastors are special. I've heard that so many times especially depending upon your religious background. You might think of a a priest of a denomination or of the Catholic Church and you might think, well they must be at a whole different level. Like I said, I've heard that so many times. You must have a special connection with God. Well, there's nothing special about any of us whom God uses in any way. God just wants to work through people like me, people like you. Elijah was a man just like us, just like you. God chooses Elijah. God chooses us. God chooses you. In this context, James just gives us pretty much one qualification for God to work through you to answer your prayers, to release healing power through you, to do miracles through you. And, oh, I know a lot of you who are watching, who are listening right now, you need a miracle. Or you know somebody who needs a miracle and you've been wondering, you know, what you should do or if you could do anything if God would hear your prayers. Can you take my encouragement right now is an indication that God is saying, Yeah, make that phone call, pray that prayer, speak that word of encouragement, do that thing that I've asked you to do, and see what I will do. There's only one qualification that James lists, and that's James five, sixteen, the verse right before the two that we just read. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Just pray for each other. And then he says about That kind of prayer. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And then the next words are, Elijah was a man just like us. What does it mean to be a righteous person? It means to be in right standing with God. How do we get into right standing with God? It's through Jesus Jesus makes us right. Our righteousness before God starts with Jesus, and our righteousness before God continues with Jesus. It's not just that we prayed a prayer one time, and then we went and lived our lives any old way that we wanted. It's not that we you know, go to church on Sundays and do a few religious things and then live for ourselves all the rest of the time. No, it's that we live in Jesus Christ. We live for God. We live in right relationship with God. You know James mentions confessing our sins that is we keep a short account with God. It's not that we don't sin. If that's what it took then none of us would be ever able to be used by God. But we stay connected to and dependent upon God through Jesus Christ and through each other that's why life groups are so important in Victory Church because that's an opportunity to be real with each other and to pray for each other and to expect that in that environment of being a caring, committed community of worshipers that God will hear and answer prayers and we will see miracles. And you know, there's not a whole lot of qualifications. The Bible doesn't give us a whole lot of qualifications for Elijah. It just tells us the stories. You don't have to have a whole lot of qualifications. Just live out the story. Let Jesus live out his story in and through you. And you don't have to be a Christian for very long to see God Respond to and answer your prayers and do miracles. I love it when I see a brand new believer on fire for God and just innocently believe that God's going to hear and answer his or her prayer and God starts to do miracles through their lives. And folks, You might have been serving God for so long and you might have read so many Bible stories you would think, ha, Elijah's so far beyond me. All these people are so far beyond me. The great people I see on TV are so far beyond me. The miracles that I've heard about and read about and witnessed in so many different arenas are far beyond me. But God chooses a man just like us. He chooses us. He chooses you. Let God choose you now to be one who prays the kinds of prayers that I know will bring about healing in other people's lives. Are you available to God? Are you living that righteous life, living for God and not just for yourself? Expect great things from God. You are the kind of person God chooses. If you've never submitted your life to Jesus Christ, today's a day. Just pray this prayer with me. Say these words. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love. I believe Jesus died, he was raised from the dead, and he is Lord. Forgive me of my sins, be the Lord of my life. Fill me with your spirit, help me to live for you. Thank you for receiving me as your child. I'm yours God, now and forever, amen. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. You made the best decision you could ever make. You are the kind of person God chooses to work wonders through. Whether they be small wonders or something big that really transformed the world, your world is being transformed, and the world around you will never be the same either. God bless you. Stay with us. Somebody's going to come along and share a little bit more about some next steps. We're going to worship God a little bit more. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church podcast. If this message inspired you, feel free to share it with your friends, family, and social media. And make sure to subscribe to hear future messages from Victory Church. If you'd like to support the mission of Victory, please visit getvictory.net slash give. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day.